Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gambit Podcast. Um, this is a Grand Arena-focused podcast, if you don't know by now, though hopefully you all do. I am Solo Base 15 I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you tonight? Good, Solo. I'm, I'm feeling buoyant tonight. <laughs> I'm just happy because uh, we got through the first week of 3v3, um, and it, it wasn't as painful as it could have been. No, no, it was not. That's because you have... Well, now you have three Galactic Legends. You don't know, you don't have one against two anymore. <laughs> I know. I, I think that that's just swell, frankly. Um, yeah, like, and, and the, the most awesome part is there was someone with four in my group and they lost their first match, so I didn't have to face them ever. Oh, I love when that happens, especially yeah. the first week. We <laughs> We were talking a little bit offline, but... To start with a loss in the first week is just so much more depressing than if you can get off to a strong start. And even if you finish the same as you would have uh, the opposite way, it just feels so much, just have so much less pressure when you can be successful in that first week. Yeah, I agree. Like, here's the thing. So honestly, I've, I, re I recognized this the other day, actually. I was thinking about it. Um, so this may seem pretentious because I, I know that I know that a lot of people still are striving to get Kyber, and I, I don't mean to diminish that at all. Um, the fact is, I, like I, I'm, I've been established to the point where like it, they don't have exclusive Kyber anymore, anyways. Like that's just hasn't been the reality since like I don't know months ago, like eight months ago or something. Um, and so. Like the the ultra exclusive, where only like 500 people get in, uh, you have to go 10 and two and do a lot of feats, and so I'm, I'm to the point now where, like, I kind of take Kyber for granted a little bit. Like last season, I, I was I made Kyber, I was like, okay, like click through, just like move on, collect rewards. Like I didn't, and then I realized I was like, I used to like celebrate. I used to be like so excited. I made Kyber, yes, so cool, and now. It, you know, like the pressure is off a little bit, but I still, at the same time, like if you can start the season off with a three and O, then all you got to do, like nine and three is like a deadlock. Like you easily get Kyber now it, with nine and three, if you do some feats and you do mostly full clears. And so now all I have to do is go two and one and I get Kyber two and one every week. So I don't know. That's People yeah. can't hear me. I, I, that's not on my side because your volume's actually turned up more than mine. Um, mm. But, oh, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a bug in the system because yours is, <laughs> I haven't touched the volume. Um, okay. But it's working now. Um, cool. Yeah. I, I will say, so, it's a lot less pressure and Eabitoire is in chat and saying that, you know, when he's unbeaten, the further he goes, the more time he invests. The problem for me is like last season, I started off two and one the first week, two and one the second week. And then by the third week, I had so much pressure on me because I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself another loss that I ended up putting more pressure on myself time-wise in weeks three and four, then I would, 
did the previous seasons where I was going into the final week um, undefeated. <laughs> it just because I was so scared of losing again that I put so much more pressure on myself. And then it's kind of like the ball rolling down the hill. If you put so much pressure on yourself that it just leads to bad things and then you make mistakes and then you start to go uh, on tilt. And so the first week is going 3-0 the first week. I kind of go into the future rounds just so much easier. Um, with that said, because we'll talk about our results later, let's talk about the actual news because things did happen this week. Uh, actually kind of big things in terms of Grand Arena in that about an hour and 15 minutes after Grand Arena attack phase started, uh, the, or yeah, the attack phase, the Malik AI was fixed. So everyone planning on using gas in that first round uh, uh, to take out Darth Revan had to come up with another uh, <laughs> another plan quickly and on the fly. So uh, how do you feel about that? <laughs> because I'm glad they fixed Malik, um, but the timing as usual was off center. Oh man, it was so funny. Like, okay, so we've talked about this a lot. Uh, so, you know, I won't belabor the point of the why of it, but like, so we, we say like, okay, Darth Revan, the full bastard Darth Revan lineup is the king of 3v3 uh, besides Galactic Legends. But, um, you know, like they're, and even against Galactic Legends, they're pretty decent. So like they're an amazing triumvirate, so to speak. And uh, so General Skywalker, who's the meta after them, uh, struggles against them. And uh, so it, it's just been a very, it was a funny thing when you know, we're like, okay, well, except that there's this Malik bug. And so General Skywalker can counter them. And, um, and so we, <laughs> so of course, of course, though, you know, people took me at my word of like, okay, like don't take General Skywalker and Darth, to Darth Revan. So I got in the first hour, because I didn't fix it for like the first hour of Grand Arena, like I got like three different messages of people saying, guys, it works, you can do it, you can use General Skywalker against uh, Revan it's not necessarily that pretty but you can do it because of this bug and then and then of course they fixed it and so all these reports like that's gonna go on the GAC history thing though like their their compilation of <laughs> counters and, yeah. and so I don't know it, it just it just made me laugh I, I don't I was actually kind of planning on using that uh, as a counter in fact uh, my first match but I had other things planned as well in case that fell through because you can't just assume you're just going to have that one counter work anyways. So what about you, Solo? What was your experience with that? I, well, I was in the same boat as you. I planned on, um, I planned on using gas to take out any Darth Revens I faced that first week. They announced the fix and I had a backup. I always had a backup as a just-in-case because I frankly frankly haven't fought that many Maliks since this bug popped its head out. So everyone was telling me it's a bug, but I've never experienced it myself, and that scares the crap out of me because, you know, until you see it yourself, um, there's always that question of doubt in the back of your head. So I had a backup plan just-in-case anyway. Uh, yeah, 
there. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, so one one thing, guys, um, and this will just be a plug for our uh, for our Discord in general. But um, <clears throat> the, so what I did when when I found out about this immediately I sent out a notification and the people who were signed up for it uh, were tagged, um, you know, for just like generalized notifications about the game uh, were tagged. I was just like, hey guys, just FYI, like the gas counter isn't gonna work against uh, Jedi or against Darth Revan anymore, or at least not super consistently. And I know a couple people DM'd me and said, hey, appreciate that because they didn't read the patch notes. So um, if, you do, if you do want to go to our Discord server, guys, it's a, uh, you know, even if you just want to lurk, there's there's some pretty helpful things there, you know, like getting those last minute notifications, like if you're in game and you get a notification um, and, and it stops you from making a mistake, you know, um, it, it could help. So anyways, yeah. let me let me actually I'll link it in the uh, chat here at least and then later we'll tell everyone how to get to them uh, to the Discord yeah. server. Yeah, we really need to set up stream elements to just pop up that in chat too. If one day when I'm not lazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so along with that in the update, one of the th so we talked about Queel and IG11 last week. Um, so we don't need to go back over that. But the one thing that I found interesting this past week is they announced what the release schedule is going to be like. Not necessarily the dates, but they announced what the release schedule for the two is going to be like. And I'm frankly very glad that they gave us this type of uh, <laughs> this type of communication because here, for those of you that don't know or, or didn't see the forum post, um, Quill is going to be in the first two Galactic Challenges this month. IG-11 is going to be in the second two Galactic Challenges this month. Then what they announced for us is that following that, they're going to show up in the cantina. It's going to kind of be like the um, Galactic Legend tickets where the drop rate is going to depend on how much energy you're spending for the node. But they're going to be additive drops in cantina, which means whatever node you're farming in cantina, these guys are going to drop as well. Um, they're also going to show up in shipments and the weekly shipments and the chromium packs like expected. And then when they're ready to put them onto an actual node themselves, they're going to throw them on a hard node. So we already know this. Um, we already know the full release schedule for them, which I, I honestly appreciate. So when you saw that post, kind of what were your, what were your first feelings on it? I, I liked it. I, I think that's, um, well, first off, so they're, they're doing something new. And so there's always the chance that it's going to suck for the players. Like, <laughs> you, right. you just don't know. Um, you know, people ask you immediately for this. They're like, look at his kit. He's going to be good, right? Like, do, oh, and, then, and then I see him later. They're like, guys, Zareth said that it's going to be good. <laughs> like, and you can trust Zareth. And, and I'm like, I said... I said it's cool that he gives an AOE tenacity down. I have no idea if it's actually going to be plausible <laughs> in the game. Like, wait until we get to actually test it and see it in in play. So, you know, but and so similarly, it's like okay, so this this release schedule seems pretty cool, pretty player friendly. Like, my my uh, new player account actually was able to 
uh, get the full note, like I was able to complete uh, every uh, node that I could get, could get Kuil from. Yeah. So, I mean, that in my book, that's pretty good, pretty accessible. Like for a very new player, I could get all of that. Um, I just, here's the thing that I'm curious about, like what, what does that mean long-term? Like, is this just like a one-time, like kind of special release? They, they kind of hinted that maybe they're gonna go to this format way more often. Cause they said, they were saying like, um, Marquis isn't go entirely going away, which kind of implies that it, it is going away pretty soon, kind of. Yeah. So I don't know, it, it seems cool to me though. We get more shards. They have a ten dollars a shard pack again, which is fantastic. I've always I always cringed at their twenty dollar packs. So what what about you, Fusilla? Yeah, I I like this way of getting them. Um, I was gonna do the Galactic Challenges anyway, and so it's not costing me any extra time. In fact, it's saving me time for marquees from having to hit on you know. The worst part about marquees is you can't go in and hit auto automatically. You have to like click out of whatever blurb they're teaching you about the ability that I don't read and just kind of stumble through anyway. Um, so it's saving me a little time there. I love the cantina drop because, you know, the, the one thing that I'm worried about and I know you're worried about too is it's obvious that these characters are going to be needed for something in a couple weeks like they've based all but said a legendary is coming um so the fact that they're giving them in the cantina before it hits a hard node so that maybe i can get this character up to five stars before they even hit a hard node i mean i'm excited about that knowing that something is going to happen and it's not going to cost me it's not going to cost me farming this uh, relic signal data that I was farming for the Galactic Legends that I need, still somehow need so much of, even though I triple refresh every day. So I think this is fantastic. Do I think they should do this every time? Probably not. But for this circumstance and the fact that they're telling us how it's coming so far ahead, I mean, I love it. Yeah, I, it, it seems good. I, I It's such a strange thing because we talk about how people complain so much about the game and how, you know, you and I ed, end up taking kind of the side of CG on a lot of these things. Um, yeah. Not necessarily like we think that everything they do is wonderful, but what I, you know, I think the argument can be made that everything that CG uh, does, like, at least the majority of it is not nearly as horrible as reddit seems to think it is and <laughs> yeah. so i'm reacting more to like the people who think that it's the apocalypse and it's the dead cat bounce thing and you know like this ridiculous these ridiculous notions of like cg hates players and like just, oh god yeah i don't know like there, there's so many different things that it just just annoy me so i end up defending cg like almost in some ways uh, just out of like annoyance but um at the same time it, i still have this like I, I i have felt screwed by them a few times and i i'm feeling kind of wary about this it seems cool but we'll see yeah yeah and actually so playbook put in the chat that the shards will still take a while but cg's probably realizing that those speeding up the shards will make people want to spend on gear more 
it actually makes me want to spend on shards more. If I get a marquee, then it goes to a hard node, and then they release a Galactic Legend three three weeks later. I can't afford two hundred dollars to, you know, farm up that or quote unquote farm up, aka buy that character seven stars in time for that legendary. But if you tease me and you let me get to like five and a half stars and I'm only 150 shards away, it's like, huh, I wasn't going to spend, but now I, you know, it's, it's another way for them. It helps the player at the same time, it might help them. And that's kind of a, I guess you could call it win-win situation. It's still going to drain my bank account or something, but at the same time, it's also helped me get a character that I'm probably going to want. Uh, so, yeah, I and I agree. Like, we've talked about this, uh, I think, in our last podcast anyways. But I, I'll say this, though. If there's a legendary in a couple weeks and I have, if I'm just like at, at 50 out of 330 on these characters, I haven't been able to farm them. And they're like, maybe available in shipments, but... They're like, hey guys, like you have two weeks to get these right. characters, you know. Like, I'm I'm not gonna spend five hundred dollars on character on getting them seven starred before I even put gear on them. I'm not I'm not going to do that, even though I've been spending some lately, like more than ever, and I would consider myself like a mini whale at this point. Like, I am not going to spend that kind of money. <laughs> There's no. just no way I, I'm not going to spend. And a lot of people are going to say, hell no. So if they really do have a legendary in a few weeks, I this might be the first one I've ever missed ever on the first try. Yeah. Well, I, I think the legendary is coming at the end of the Mandalorian. So that's what, like a 10 episode arc. So two and a Eight half episode. Month. Is it? So we have, we have six weeks more. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Um, I I honestly don't know. I do like the communication that they've at least had on the topic. Um, that I can appreciate. And like you were saying before uh, about, um, you know, how we sort of take CG's side most of the time. And that's because I think a lot of people forget that they're humans, <laughs> Like they are, you know, you don't see them behind this game. You, you don't see their pictures in the game. You kind of forget that they're basically like you or me or anybody else that they go to work. They have a cool idea that they want to try. They do it. And then it ends up in the game and it's like, oh my God, CG is evil. You're evil people because you did this and we don't like it. Like, Sometimes that's true when EA makes the decision for them, but a lot of a lot of the things that they do is you have to remember it's just some regular guy going going to work, and sometimes they make mistakes, just like you've made a mistake in your job. God knows I've made more than a few uh, in my job, so I'm willing to give them a little more slack at times. But but solo, you should lose your job if you make a mistake like that. Right. Well, Bill, billion yeah. dollar game solo. <laughs> Lose your job if you make a mistake. All right. I, I hate that saying so much. It's a billion dollar game. I, it I, it yeah. is. You're right. 
but how much do they pay in licensing fees? How much do they give to EA? Plus, the game is five years old now. L- literally, in like two weeks, it's going to be five years old. It's not making a billion every year. Uh, I've worked for companies that make a billion, more than a billion every year. And trust me, when they, when I say they make many more mistakes than CG is making. Um, but anyway, that's probably shouldn't stay on the Reddit rant that we tend to go down. <laughs> I know. We can just get ourselves worked up. <laughs> we can. Uh, more importantly, people are here to talk about Grand Arena. We have had Grand Arena this past week, unlike last week. Um, yes. We had 3v3. So why don't we talk about, before we get into our results, which we'll get into later, um, why don't we talk about trends that we've seen this first week? So I can already tell you, this first week, I've started to see teams that I didn't see in uh, the last week of 3v3 last time. So what have you noticed as trends kind of coming into this week? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a few of them. Um, and maybe we can just talk about it in a, in a little bit. I do think, I think that people don't know how to deal with Galactic Legends right now. <laughs> There's, there's a lot of question marks involving Galactic Legends. Like if I get a DM and I don't know who it's from, I just assume it's someone asking how to beat a Galactic Legend or how to, how to clean one up. Um, yeah. And yeah, I so, you know, we can, we can talk about it in a, little, in a minute here because um, I think you have some more pointed things. But I, I do think in some weird ways... Um, for Galactic Legends in the game is a little better for 3v3 than two. Um, uh, but but what let, let's let's actually touch on that a little bit more. Um, yeah. What what kind of things have you been noticing, Solo? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, first let me just kind of ramping off of yours is I've seen so many people placing their shiny galactic legends on defense um, because they've discovered, you know, the Bastila JML Watt team is so hard to beat. And so that they put the team on defense, then they go into L and they put Ray Han and Chewie on defense as well, because that's such a bastard team to beat. Then they go into offense. They don't have Han, Chewie or Watt and, they have two Galactic Legends on defense. They're facing two Galactic Legends of their own. And they say, the most common question I see is, how do I counter this? Oh, well, you know, Han stuns Watt on, you know, the opposing Watt. And they're like, oh, well, we don't have Han. <sighs> okay. Well, if you have your Watt, you can do, well, we don't have Watt. And it's like, they just put stuff on defense to be a bastard, basically. And then they have zero plan for offense. I, I was talking to somebody today that was asking for help. He's like, yeah, I put my GLs on defense. Um, you know, I wanted to be a bastard. I wanted to stop them. But they were able to clear two of my zones and one of my Galactic Legends. How do I beat this? And I was like, every team you need to beat this, te- this team. And it was resistance here. It was Finn, resistance hero Finn, and resistance hero Poe. It's the same team we've seen on defense every single match <laughs> since the last 3v3 like yeah <clears throat> you, you put every single character that you could use to beat them on defense so uh you just lost by a score of like 1457 to 1202 because 
you kind of came into this with no plan. <laughs> and that hurt. It's not because it was a surprise team. Like I, I get sometimes they do something different on defense than they've ever done. It's like this team gets put on defense by every single Ray owner, every single round. You should have been prepared. Yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot, it, it's really hard to be prepared in three V three though. I, I found, mm. um, because there's a lot of different threats that don't necessarily take the same counter to deal with. Um, well, I agree there, but there's certain threats that you know are going to be there. And if you don't go into the round with an option to beat them, like that's on you. Like Finn resistance hero, Finn resistance hero, Poe. Of your three right. rounds, how many times did you see that? Uh, well, every match that mattered. Right. You know, and we'll, exactly. we'll talk about that. But yeah, like, yeah. and I expect we have nine matches left. I expect to see it eight to nine more times. And on my alt, every time I went against somebody with a ray, that team was on defense. On my main, every round that team was on defense. Like, you can be prepared for the teams you expect you're going to see. Now, like I said, somebody might do something completely different. I get that. And, like, I'm not trying to judge that. I'm not trying to judge at all. I'm trying to throw into people's minds the same message we've had since we started this podcast of have a plan going into this round. Uh, well, seriously, like it's, it's almost in our name, basically. Like what, what's a gambit? <laughs> like it's a plan. It's, it's like a, it's like a set strategy, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for goodness sakes, like just, you know, right. uh, and you, you put yourself in these weird situations. So like, um, my final, my final opponent, uh, I was glad they didn't put Darth Revan in the front zone because I, I, I realized after I placed everything, I was like, I don't have a rock solid like way to beat this, this Darth Revan squad. I just don't have a wonderful way to do it. And like, I, I was like, okay, so basically what I'm gonna have to do here is solo that team with one of my Galactic Legends and pray that there's not something crazy in the back. Right. Or I could, or I could spend a huge amount of time and effort trying to get through that team because I, I could, I can, I, I've done it enough times in three v three. I can tear that that team down, uh, but it'll take like three or four good teams. So, <clears throat> not great options. You got to have a plan. Yeah, always. Um, I, I also, you know, I rail on the people that go heavy defense, and that's because I faced them three times this round. And not a single one of them was ready for my Ray in the back. Like at this point, if you're facing somebody with multiple Galactic Legends, you have to expect one, at least one on the back to be in the back, right? You have to. I, I think, especially with the way the zones are, like <clears throat> I think most most of our like skilled opponents are gonna have. Unless, unless they just stack the front zone with three Galactic Legends and just give us the finger, there's going to be one hiding in the back. And if there isn't, then, I mean, I don't know. I, you got to assume. You got to assume that. Because I'll, I'll be doing it a lot. I'm not saying I'm going to do it every time. But, I mean, you want to you wanna make people 
try to underpay for the squads in the front zone and you know that or they they have the option to overpay and that's even better it's wonderful but they're like you're like i have a bosk team up front it can be beat by any number of teams but it's going to be dicey because if you don't get off a key stun or something like that with with one of your like b-level teams you're screwed yeah. and you know like so like roll the dice it's it's your problem now opponent like <laughs> Or you can just go the crazy mode and use Ray to solo it and feel good about your 56. And then you get to the back and you can't beat my Galactic Legend that's back there. Surprise. It's it's like back when uh, Supreme Leader Kylo first came out and everyone realized Kylo could solo uh, General Grievous. So I would just put Ray in the back zone, put Grievous up front and purposely not put Newt on the team so that Supreme Leader Kylo could solo it easy. And so many of my opponents like just couldn't resist the bait. Like, oh look, I can solo this. Yeah. And then surprise. Uh, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> that that happens a lot less now. Um, uh, but it, when he first came alas. out, it was like the new thing. Um, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. I still enjoy watching that though. I, I do. I do too. <laughs> I, I love looking at the uh, SWGOH.GG GAC history and it's like, oh, look, he soloed. Oh, look, he didn't clear Ray. Um, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Speaking of Ray, so one thing I've noticed is, uh, you know, since the last Grand 3v3 Grand Arena, the Ray Han Chewy team is kind of like the standard FU defense team. Um, which I don't think it should be. If Actually, I kind of want my opponents to do that now because I can still beat it with Supreme Leader Kylo, um, and it kills two of their teams for me. Well, and, then, and then they have to use, like, Jedi Knight Revan to kill your Fin Fin Poe team. Right, which is an awesome trade for me. Like, go ahead, guys. Kill, yeah. kill two teams. I will still kill it with the same exact team I was going to use anyway. And then basically kill a third team on my Fin Fin Po team. Uh, I have noticed that having Zerus, I think we just went offline. Uh-oh. Oh, what happened? Right down 34 minutes, because that's where... It was just... Oh, no, we're. it looks like we're still up now. All oh. right. All right, Wonderful. we're back. We're back. Uh, I still got to edit that part out. But yeah. if I forget to do it to the people listening to the podcast, we were panicking for roughly 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, no prime. We did not feed the hamsters. That was the problem. Uh, I've known- chat. <laughs> we have everyone in chat is assuring us that we're here. I feel like yeah. I, we were like had an out of body experience for a minute. <laughs> uh, uh, like we, were, we think we're a ghost and people are like, no, 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 you're in a body. You have a body. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> They've given us smelling salts. We're back. Uh, so I've noticed that any team with a high-level Zerus, and I mean, when I say high-level, I mean like R4 and above. Not not gear 12, but at the same time, not R7. It gives me so much more trouble than any Han Chewy Ray team. <laughs> you know, I, that first that first round, I went up against, what, well, 
we'll get into who set the defenses, but I went up against Zaris and Hoda. That team gave me so much more trouble than any Ray Han Chewie I fought just because the stupid healing, like the stupid healing, it, it gets you. Um, so if I can impart any wisdom this podcast, it would be stick Zaris with Ray, not Han and Chewie, because you're just, you're hurting yourself more than your opponent with that. The days of suicide, well, let me rephrase that. If you have multiple GLs and your opponent has multiple GLs, um, if you're back in, if you're a GP that you only have one GL and your opponent has one GL, I think Rayhan and Chewie still does the job that you want it to do. But when you're, when you've got multiple GLs and so do they, I think it is much less successful for you. Yeah. Um, well, so, so I just put out a video um, where I just, I, I went over, you know, like I went, I went and tested it because someone, someone linked me to a video, um, which, which was, I was like, wow, this, like, it's a super consistent way to counter Ray with the mirror match. Um, and, yeah. you know, like the, so I tested it and I never lost, even the times that I was like, didn't know what I was doing. I was just like fumbling around. I'm like, I don't know how whirlwind works, you know, um, <laughs> like I, I still just like, I destroyed that team with in the mirror match. As long as you know what you're doing, it's like a 53 banner win anyways, just in the mirror match. And, you know, like, and, and in that case, I'm just using a couple characters that you don't necessarily need in 3v3 anyways with, um, I mean, they're useful, but Barris and Hoda, throw them in there with, with your uh, Ray and you're good to go. And then people in the comments were like, oh yeah, you can do that with like Holdo and R2D2. Like, yeah. You know, you can totally do that. And so you've only, it's only cost you one team. It costs them two teams to place that. And it, it creates like this really weird cascading effect. Like we were just saying of like, then they have to use a really weird, like a truly weird team to counter that um, resistance hero squad with Finn lead. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I do think, I think it's, it's the age right now of, of mirror matches for galactic legends like yeah well i mean i've been mirror matching ray in 5v5 for quite a while now to like 57 58 59 banners um and which lets me put supreme leader kylo on defense that's 5v5 and it's all i do now because it's such it's such an easy counter um and you, you know, you put out that video on uh, on my alt, which still only has one Galactic Legend. That that's basically what my plan is when I go up against other rays. When I go up against Kylos, I'm just going to pray that they keep it for offense to attack my ray. Uh, <laughs> but when I go up against other rays, I'm just planning on the mirror match. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a. Uh it's just a very interesting situation because I feel like um, the, the whole obsession lately, and, and I mean, I'm part of it too. I'm part of the problem, if you want to call it that, but um, like, I love my off-meta counters in 5v5, 
Like I, I love just being able to, you know, it, it adds that extra tension too of just like your match makes it much more exciting because you could, if you fail, then you're probably just screwed. And 3v3 is just a lot harder to find an off meta counter. They exist kind of, but it is a lot harder to find them. And I find that they're, they are much more expensive in 3v3. Like, oh, you need Jedi Knight Revan, Jedi Knight Luke, and Gas to beat this team. Does that really save me anything? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, it's like when, when you have to ta- tear apart three teams in 3v3. Like it, right. I mean, and in some ways, like 3v3 is cool because you can kind of just... Um, you kind of just mix and match teams. You're like, oh yeah, Rex will go anywhere. And you know, like L3 is good wherever you want to tank. And you know, like you can kind of do that anyways, but it's still um it's still pretty jarring to your roster and to your ability to actually get things done. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right. Uh, so oh go ahead. I was just, I was just going to transition us because I, I do think we should talk about some non Galactic Legend things since we do have a lot of people that <laughs> listen to the podcast without Galactic Legend. So trends that you've seen um, in three v three that aren't Galactic Legends. Uh, what have you noticed in your fights? At least two of your fights. Uh, are there any consistent teams that you're seeing? Um. I mean, there, there's the standard stuff, the Finn, Finn, Poe team that we've already discussed, um, you know, and I know that you've, you've seen a few, uh, you know, like, I'll, I'll let you t- talk about the teams that you've noticed. I, I don't know, like, one thing that I, th- I found is really interesting is people are, people are coming up with some pretty interesting stuff. Like, I, I've, I, I feel like I see a lot more uh, just like Dooku and Poggle leads than I did last time in 3v3. Like, yes, they still existed in 3v3 last time, but I think people are really, like they've kind of hit the mainstream status now. Every, if they're in the public eye, like they have good leads. People didn't realize how good they were until until that. Um, and yeah, I, otherwise I, yeah, there's, there hasn't been, there hasn't been like one specific thing that I feel like everyone is taking other than like the resistance heroes. Like people usually place Grievous for one reason or another. Um, I don't know, like <laughs> the the newest fad and we're not, you don't, you don't want us to talk about Galactic Legends so I won't comment on it further beyond this. But um, I mean, I see a lot of people taking the Barris or the, the Bastila Sean plus um, Jedi Master Luke and Watt combo, which- yeah which is pure cheese and funny and frustrating and all, all wrapped up in the same bundle. So, yeah, I, so I've noticed, well, I've noticed two of the teams that they're not necessarily new, but um, they're just pathetically easy to counter. If you have nest of the, Poe, Vet Han, Vet Chewie team, and then was it Phasma plus one First Order plus First Order Stormtrooper team? Um, I've seen those a lot more, and I get that people are placing teams on defense because it's like, I relict this character. It's relict. I should put this um, I should put this on my defense. I should use it. 
it's still it's just so easy to beat some of these teams like uh, just be careful what you're placing because i've faced that po vet vet team i think five times between my two accounts and nest has well kira nest uh, you do need to use the Kira lead because Vet Han can get crazy sometimes. But Kira Nest just like wipes the floor with them. Uh, same with that Phasma team. Uh, now, E Avatar said in chat, and I actually have it on our outline of uh, General Grievous Nest L3. And I know you said that too. Just seems to like, like just a snap. It appeared everywhere. Just everywhere and I, I will say uh, on the good side of it it requires it doesn't require but it it's much easier to kill with jedi knight revan so you're drawing their jedi knight revan which is a good thing i don't think i've scored less than 53 banners on it though you know yeah, well like in the in our gambit stream um on friday when you weren't there solo yeah. like uh Kleso had to face that team and so you know like we, we were all talking about it my my theory since the very start like my my knee-jerk reaction I've, I've always thought that Treya just the trio would counter it and you know like you need relics if they have relics right. you want relics etc but if you have decent relics which Kleso did I was like okay so here's here's the theory like you can you can just uh you you, you just put isolate on l3 you ignore Nest because Nest doesn't do great against the Sith trio. Like all of her counters, all of the stuff. Like you, you don't, you're not building buffs. Like it's not a team that's based off of buffing itself. It's a team based off of debuffing and manipulation and you know all the cool Sith traits. Right. Um, and, and so Nest, even at relic like seven, she she's not going to do a crazy amount of damage. So all you have to worry about is like one General Grievous AOE. But a lot of times you can even mitigate that with uh, with the force drain or whatever it's called from Nihilus. Um, so like I was like, I think this is going to work. I, I mean, I've never been able to test it, but I'm pretty sure. And so Quessa went in and I think he just got 51. He's like, yep, good to go. And it was just like, <laughs> right. Trey, Trey is pretty cheap these days. Like you don't need her for much. So yeah, especially in 3v3, like in 5v5, Trey is getting pulled into some of these Vader counters. But in 3v3, you just don't, you can't build a full team. So you can't even pull Treya into some of these Vader counters if you wanted to. So to use Treya to counter Grievous, it's like, okay, thank you. You know, it's. Yeah, yeah that's a great trade, in my opinion. Like you, Treya will struggle even in 3v3 against a lot of General Grievous builds. But like that, that particular one, like it, Kleso had one moment where his scion was like at like close to 50% health. And that, right. that was that was the closest they got. Yeah. Um, then another team that, well, it's the same team that we've been talking about for two, three V3s now and telling people to just stop is the stupid EP Bastila Malik team. I, I saw that like another three times. And now that we have Jedi Knight Luke, the, the one I went up against on Sunday, it, it was a super fast Bastila, super fast Malik, just not as fast as my Hoda. I think Bastila was like 315 or so, and my Hoda was 323. So I went first. Bastila and EP never even got to take a turn, 
and Malik, just because of his unique, got a couple of drains off. Um, but that's such an easy team to counter. I didn't even need to use my Jedi Knight Revan team, <laughs> which would have gotten 54 banners on it as well. Um, but that was because an opponent was being tricky, thought he was being tricky, and stuck Darth Revan with Supreme Leader Kylo. Um, that's that's another team though that I'm still seeing popping up, and it just it weakens the best, like we said, the best non Galactic Legend defense team. You make into a B plus team, and I I will I'll never understand it. I know there was a bunch of YouTubers that sent out videos <laughs> at the start of the first three v three that said this team is going to be amazing. I look forward to every time my opponent sets that team on defense. Dude, uh, well, it, it's just funny. Like, yeah, the, I'm grateful when they do that. I, I guess I can understand why people would see the appeal, though, because it's sneaky, right? It's like, oh, it's, a, it's in defiance of the standard. It's like, okay, so yeah. CG wants us to place those three together. Like, that. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, they, they want us to, I mean, that, that's the intent is that that triumvirate, the three of them is going to be really powerful. And uh, so people are like, but what if we do this? It's going to be, it's going to be just as good because in 3v3, we have, we have Palpatine is a great leader. And, you know, you have Bastila, and, who has a ton of debuffs, goes great with it. Palpatine and Malak is a wonderful tank. He's tough to deal with. And then, and then we have Darth Revan for offense right. or for some other <laughs> sneaky thing. And it's like, if you've ever just used only Darth Revan for offense with just some random like Sith Marauder and like Sith Empire Trooper or something, it's like, yeah, they'll kill at some teams, but it sucks. It's not good for yeah. banners. It's not good for anything. You just like randomly lose Revan from like counters and weird right. stuff. Like it, and it's not good. And you lose to Mon Mothma for those <laughs> that saw that video. Um, uh, that's funny. Yeah. But no, like just Darth Revan alone is, I, I'm, I just chuckle. I'm like, okay, I, I will bounty hunter the hell out of that. Thank you. That, <laughs> yeah. will, be, that will be enjoyable. Yeah. And um, Yavatar says it's good for middle tier and lower opponents to make it look like two strong teams. But even then, like go with the strong team. I mean, if you're middle tier, what's going to be a Darth Revan team, you know, like a full bastard Darth Revan trio, I guess you could call them team. Like what's going to beat that. If you are say 4.5 million GP, you're going to need to mirror it or look back at our old videos where you have to, I mean, that's where the Jawa gambit phrase was uh, coined by you. Um, it was, but uh so moving on with other trends and <laughs> you yelled at me and I didn't even intend this uh, one. It was brewed with new. Um, so you, you know, set this on defense. I didn't even remember that. I faced it on defense with my alt and then two of my patrons sent it to me with, uh, you know, screenshots of their, the defenses they were facing and it was brewed with uh new and i mean i just on my all i decimated it so i i messaged you and was like was there some video or something and you're like can you not talk shit about one of my teams uh, 
And I, I honestly didn't even know that that was on my main account. It was just because uh, I faced it with my alt and then the two patrons. I was like, oh, and I get the logic behind it. I, again, that's something where you're taking geos in 3v3. On defense, they're much worse. Without a doubt, they're much worse. But on offense, man, they take out every single B team that gets put down. I just hate taking them off offense. And yeah. So I, I, I think I agree with that. I wanted, I, on paper, I think it looks like a pretty fun team. Um, just the idea. Oh, I love, I love the idea of brood alpha with another team. Um, just cause you, you get four characters and you have a tank that is like really hard to get rid of his dispel or to dispel his, his tankiness. And like you, you, you get all this cool utility from it. And then you can put spy with like, I, I really like the idea too of spy with like Kylo Ren unmasked and um, you know, like some other first order things. So they're just, she, so spy is just hiding to like kind of execute someone eventually. <laughs> like there's a lot of fun things that you can do but yeah I, I think i think that's an ex- a failed experiment for sure uh don't get me wrong i love the synergy and the idea behind the team i just think i use my geos so much in 3v3 and there are certain teams that are worse in 3v3 like a ga- gas gets worse in 3v3 geos are one of those teams that shoots up in 3v3 in, in my opinion, at least, because you have a four-person team versus a three-person team with the tank that's so hard to dispel, and you get to hide your own spy, I just feel like Geos shoot up in 3v3, so to weaken Geos uh, is a problem, and a lot of people are doing it. I faced that team so many times, um, you know, the Newt new with Brute Alpha, I, I've seen at least 10 examples of that team this past week. And it kind of surprised me. Like, I know you did it. And I was like, well, where, where's everyone seeing this team? Unless they're just all on the Gambit server and saw you post your defenses or something like. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know where everyone saw that team because I did get it from someone on the Gambit server who, who just was like, yeah, this is something I run. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that seems cool. Maybe I'll just, I'm going to try it. And I thought it was original and then yeah it's, oh, been, it's, it's been a lot it's, of places it's on the clash spreadsheet that explains it uh, i knew okay. it had to be somewhere knew it had to be somewhere it just man i i hate weakening strong teams and i just feel like that weakens such a strong team because spy being able to one-shot somebody i mean basically anybody and geos can clean up lone gls you just stick poggle instead of geo soldier and the gl will hit that's the stupid brute while poggle keeps them ability blocked i every time somebody says how do i clean up a lone jedi master luke i say how strong are your geos and every time they say on defense <laughs> uh but anyway that's enough of my ranting there yeah, playbook, not Supreme Leader Kylo, but against Jedi Master Luke, you keep him ability blocked. Um, just like Ray, you can use Poggle against um, 
but de- definitely not Supreme Leader Kylo. You'll never kill Kylo if you bring Poggle um, against Supreme Leader Kylo. Never, ever. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, so speaking of, why don't we, unless you, do you have any other trends that you've seen this week? I, I did just want to say, um, you know, I, I kind of ta- hinted that we should talk about it later. I just, um, we don't have to talk about it too much. I do think, I think it, my attitude on Galactic Legends has changed in 3v3 a tiny bit, um, you know, and I've said this, said this before, and I, I still pretty much believe it, like 3v3 is a great sales pitch for, uh, from CG to make us kind of buy or want to buy the, um, uh, the latest Galactic Legend because Galactic Legends can impact so much. Like there's, they're like armies unto themselves kind of thing, um, you know, and it, that's how it feels that it's frustrating. Um, that being said, I think, I think that having four Galactic Legends, like having a lot of them has kind of shaken free my resolve to just only use off meta counters and stuff. Like now I have more options, it, you know, and this is all speaking of the high end, higher end play. Like I'm assuming it's still kind of frustrating, you know, lower, you know, in, in the lower, uh, lower classes, if that sounds so elitist. <laughs> um, but like the, the people who have only one Galactic Legend and they're fighting two or three like that, yeah, that sucks at hundred percent. Um, but at the same time, I feel like having four, like you can't use off meta counters to beat four. So if you're facing someone who has three or four, you got to keep at least one for offense. And yeah. so, and there, there are enough teams now that you can actually be pretty efficient in countering them with mirrors or, you know, like mirrors in the more broad sense of like, you can use a galactic legend to beat another galactic legend and get 53 ish consistently. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, well, I'll talk about my round three later, but I mean, there's perfect proof of that in my round three, both using galactic legends versus galactic legends and placing all the galactic legends on defense. Um, but I do agree because, you know, your all isn't close to a galactic legend right now. Um, <laughs> no, not remotely. <laughs> but my, so my all, I have one galactic legend. I don't have, I don't have a second galactic legend, but I'm working on my way there. So last, last 5v5, last season, I think there were three or four double galactic legends i had to go against um i i'm still scared of that in 3v3 i think i i you know i have gas chewy and fives i have it ready to take out supreme leader kylo but that's gonna kill two of my teams um or God forbid they have a, you know, Jedi Master Luke and Ray or, or Jedi Master Luke and Supreme Leader Kylo and they both go on defense. I think at that point, I just have to kind of throw my hands up in the air and be like, oh, well, well played, sir. Um, but I am, I agree with you on our level where we have three Galactic Legends or even probably the people with four Galactic Legends. Speaking as somebody with one Galactic Legend that's facing two Galactic Legends, it still sucks. <laughs> it just, you know, there are ways around it now. It still sucks, though. Yeah, I hear you. Um, 
Yeah, I I think it's just an interesting thing in terms of like if if you look at it from like a, the perspective of if I have a fully developed roster, I have every single upgrade, every single everything, like like you, I don't know, it like it, you just get to this point where you can like you have options now. Having having four Galactic Legends and then they all kind of counter each other. I just I don't know. I I like the I like having that as opposed to. I have Supreme Leader Kylo, they have Ray, they place Ray on defense, I keep Kylo on offense, and I am suddenly down uh, by seven banners because uh, both of the ads uh, from Supreme Leader Kylo die consistently every single time against any BS Ray comp out there. And yeah, like that, then I'm just short seven banners from then on. And, you know, they have, I have nothing to show for it other than having cleared one team. I completely agree with you there. I mean, that is because I'm also living that on my all. Only I have Ray, I don't have Kylo, but that idea on my all, and it's it's just boring. Like it's yeah, I, I I'm with you on that one. <laughs> so, anyways, I yeah, Galactic Legends and three v three still make me mad, but I think I like for some reason I like four better than two. That's weird, but. Yeah. We can move on. Why don't we talk about our matches for the week, Solo? Why don't that sound? we? That sounds fantastic to me. Wonderful. Uh, so, um, how did you do? How, how was your first round? What did you, what happened? So, my first round, so, you know, I, I open up the screen on that first day of matchmaking, and I, my mind didn't process it at first, but I was up against my first patron, like he was literally a patron before I even started Patreon where I was coaching him and helping him, um, which sucks. I, so I've been coaching this guy for what, 14 months now, 13 months, however long Grand Arena is going. Um, consider him a friend in the game. And so I'm up against the guy that I've had to talk out of quitting a few times because he struggled starting with 3v3. And now I'm up against him the first match. Um, so it, 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 everything about this round was miserable because I'm supposed to be helping him. I, want, I don't want him to start bad because him starting off poorly means I'm going to have to work harder with him going forward. Um, so... You actually stepped in to help him and set his defenses. Uh, luckily, yes, you did. Luckily, I was able to go in and other than fleets, um, e- well, I shouldn't say easily. I was able to one shot without too much of a headache, the defenses. Fleets, good Lord. I mean, <laughs> fleets are awful. Um and I think I got what forty-seven banners and a negotiator mirror match. I've heard it go. I'm a big fleet guy. Yeah, I love fleets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was able to one-shot everything on the board. I got an awful score because of that fleet. But then, you know, Ray Zaris and Zalbar on defense got the hold. You're, you're going to see a theme throughout this night of me talking of Ray Zaris Albar. Um, they got the hold. He wasn't able to clear my bottom back zone. And so I got 
a very, very bittersweet win with my first match. Um, how about you? <laughs> well, so let me let me t- tell you my perspective of your yeah. match, just because it's it's a little unique. So, sure. so you know, like we. I've had a history with him as well. Um, You know, I've worked with him in in game on various things. And, um, you know, so I was like, yeah, sure, I can help you, you know, like it. And I'll say this, like, so watching that match with the defenses that I advised him to place, which he just followed my every whim on defense uh, verbatim. Uh, like I've, I felt more conflicted about that match than any other one that you've played solo. Cause I was like, I don't want him to beat my defense. I don't want <laughs> solo to beat the defense right. that I said, like, you know, I'm, I'm competitive. And whereas I wish you well, and it didn't actually cost my account anything. Like I'd have been way more upset if it had been you and me paired and you, you know, you like beat all my teams, but right. like, I, I just felt like, so there was that time that you were facing, um, you know, like uh, your Kylo almost lost to Ray, and you know, like if it, it, like your Kylo was like on the very, very, very edge of death. You know, after after the ultimate, and like I was like, that was so lucky. Like I, you know, and you you have modded him well, so you know, like who who knows? Like if we could run it a thousand times, who knows if that result would have you know been conclusively in your favor or um, his? But um, yeah, it was. It was a very, it was a very tricky um, thing for me, and I think in the end, the frustrating part for me was, you know, I, I, this guy spends a lot of money on the game, and uh, like some of the, some he has some uh, very surprising blind spots, and so when I was setting his defense, I was, I was like just assuming he had as well a, a developed roster as me, or probably better, and that was um, an assumption I should not have made. So yes, uh, well, that is very true. Uh, <laughs> yes, it, it was honestly, that was the most miserable experience I've had in my entire game playing career, uh, at least in this game, because I, I, I still believe there were no winners, um, because he does, he has blind spots in his play, but I know how seriously he takes it. And it was just, it was disappointing. Uh, it, it was disappointing to kind of start my friend off with a loss uh but yeah so with that said how did your first match go uh, mine mine was a lot easier um <laughs> he he plays defenses which is great um and what did he even place i <laughs> So he had Darth Revan in the front. Um, I, I was looking at his, his at his history, and you know, well, first off, I, I had the advantage in Galactic Legends, so I was able to place Ray, um, and then I still had two Galactic Legends to potentially just mirror match his. And so he had Darth Revan in the front, and I was like, based on his history, I think he's going to keep Supreme Leader Kylo at the very minimum. I, I'm pretty sure he's going to keep him. And he didn't seem like the kind of confident player that would potentially like, you know, be able to operate, uh, you know, without his Galactic Legends kind of like just place him on defense and just give me the finger and hope that I didn't clear. Like, he seemed like the kind of guy who wanted to clear as much as he could. Um, So I was like, you know, probably Ray in the back, whatever, or Supreme Leader Kylo and he keeps Ray. I I don't know what he's going to do, but um, so I used Kylo to clear Darth Revan. 
And when it got to the back, it was um, it wasn't a good back zone. Like it, it had okay teams, I think, but um, in the end, I, I ended up with with very very high banners, and he couldn't clear me if I remember correctly. I think maybe he cleared all my squads, but he did. He failed a couple times on my on um, some of them, but uh, yeah, he couldn't clear my fleets and. I won. I won in a very convincing fashion. So, yeah. you know, good, good warm up round for me just to get you know, jumping into like a cutthroat, really tough match was going to be really stressful in three v three, and I'm glad I could avoid that. Like you kind of had to jump into a really stressful situation. So, yeah. um, kudos to you for handling it well. And um, so you weren't with us for the gambit fight night for round two how was how did that round go i was not i was actually so it was my mom's birthday this weekend and so i had to go back home for her birthday party so i i didn't even record this round um but so uh, while i was off you know um doing family duty i guess you could say my opponent attacked the front bottom zone he got 54 on my Darth Revan. Then he averaged 52 on the other two. And then he got 56 against my Padme. Um, and I should note, he had three Galactic Legends, uh, but he had Sith Eternal Emperor and not, not Jedi Master Luke. So he got 54, 52, 52, 56. Uh, so he's basically averaging 53 banners. Uh, and then... So I, I finally, it's like, you know, get away from my family and I pretend I'm going to bed so I can play this grand arena round for 30 minutes. Uh, I open up the board and it it wasn't cheese defense in terms of like, there weren't level ones, there weren't gear sevens or eights. They were all G13s and gear 12s, but they weren't good teams. Like there was no, uh, there were no galactic legends on defense. He didn't even have Grievous on defense, if I remember right. Uh, so I, I was scared that he was playing pure efficiency. And so I, I mean, I undersized, I probably got eight or nine undersized battles out of the 11 <laughs> or 13, if you count the fleets. Um, and I mean, I just killed it. I think I, did I score like 2674? It was some absurd number that I scored because I was so scared that he was going to try and beat me on efficiency. And then he lost to a team in the back or bottom back. Then he lost to two teams up top. And then he couldn't clear my race era Salbar. Um, that team held again. And uh, so the second person in a row couldn't full clear me, even though he literally had everything on offense. I mean, he had nothing on defense, nothing good at least, and it just struggled left and right. So it was fairly easy for me. Uh, for those that watch the Gambit stream, uh, they kind of know how your uh, round two went. So how did it go since it was an interesting one? Um, It was, uh... yeah, it, it was an interesting one. Like you say, um, <laughs> my so my opponent uh, was they're from a good guild, um, and 
they had a really good roster and it was going to be a really tough fight because they have, they have high um high lifetime banners so i i was ready to you know it, it was going to be a tough one i i was pretty sure and um and so my my opponent though um Oh, sorry, I'm feeling distracted right now. So my my opponent messaged me, and they they were like, "I don't want to have a crazy match with you. Like, I'll give you the win if we can just put easy teams on, so we can get all of our feats, and we'll just call it good. Like, I don't I don't want to have a tough match. And I'm like, you know, like on some level, I want I I like the competition, even if it's three v three, and you know, just like copping out and saying like, oh yeah, I'll just take take a win for free, you know, like. It feels a little bit dishonorable or something weird like that, but um, I, I was just like, sure, let's let's do that. I think there's some teams I would like to experiment with, anyways. Um, that that sounds good, and so um, so that's what, that's what we did, and yeah, that, that was that was what we did. There wasn't anything um, there wasn't anything beyond that really that um you know uh, like they they failed 10 times against my tuscans before uh going you know before beating them so it was it was nice and laid back and i got the win they they proved to be honorable and uh yeah i think we all got kind of what we wanted from that match so i don't know it was frankly it was very nice to have a week off or a match off like i i just don't I don't get that too often. So yeah, it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, I, I made the finals, um, through, you know, like it, it was nice, nice to get to the finals, kind of a smooth path. Uh, yours was a little less smooth. How, how <laughs> was your finals though? Uh, my finals was interesting to say the least. Um, so my opponent had three galactic legends, you know, he had the Jedi master Luke variety, of the three galactic legends he set so his front bottom zone was um actually which right team did he set so he set in the front bottom it was ray l3 and zalbar supreme leader kylo hux and darth revan and then ep bastila and malik in that front bottom zone and that's an absurdly tough uh front bottom and like I said, the EP Bastila Malik is more of a gimmick at our at our GP than it is a strong team. But he did rather than keeping Darth Revan for offense, he put Darth Revan with Supreme Leader Kylo, which admittedly were it worried me. Um, just because I have no clue how it would turn out. But so I used I kept two Galactic Legends for offense. I used my Jedi Master Luke to take out his Supreme Leader Kylo. I think I got 52 banners on it. I used my Supreme Leader Kylo to take out his Ray. I got 47 banners because that's what Supreme Leader Kylo does. And then I used my Jedi Knight Luke on his EP Bastila Malak. And I got 53 banners there because of a stupid Malak drain at the end. Um, so, I mean, I, I cruised through that zone. I got fantastic banners in that front zone. Open up the back zone, and there's Jedi Master Luke, Hoda, and Watt sitting in the back. So he put Darth Re his Darth Revan team, his Supreme Leader Kylo, his Rey, 
and his Jedi Master Luke team in the back. Plus he had Hoda there where Hoda's generally really used the useful one in 3v3 to put with Jedi uh, Knight Luke. So he kind of weakened his Jedi Knight Luke team as well. Uh, oh, and he also had Padme on defense in the top. Um, so he put a lot of teams on defense and I, well, I, you know, went up top and I'm like, okay, he, he's not going to be able to clear my defense. Let me clear the top first because my Ray is hiding in the back zone. So he's going to have to take that out. So I cleared the top. I cleared it fairly easily. There's a note of using geos on offense. He had a Dangar grief and an R7 nest with like 170% tenacity and no speed that the geos just, I mean, smoked. Um, I used my Treya, and so this is this is the problem I had. The only counter I had left for this Padme team was Treya with Thrawn, and it worked fantastically. That counter in 3v3 works great as long as you outspeed Padme, and his Padme was, I think, 306, and my Thrawn was 315, so I just took out that Padme, but that meant I didn't have Thrawn for down below, which got to be a problem. Um because I, I basically had nothing for that Jedi Master Luke Hoda and Watt team. I went in and I used, um, I don't even remember who I used at this point, uh, but I, I was able to get Watt out of the picture on that Jedi Master Luke team. And then Hoda just, I tried JTR on them just because everybody gets that idea. And I'm like, all right, let me try it. And there was just so much healing. It did it didn't do anything um so i burned down the cooldowns to get rid of his aoe then i went in with vader watt and uh sith trooper sith empire trooper and i wasn't expecting it to work i honestly went in hoping that i could just kill hoda and yeah abattoirs there i used my jedi at revan that's right to get watt down and that was actually a bastard of a battle the watt just would not die because of hoda's continual healing um but so i i just went in with uh darth vader thinking i was going to take out hoda and just have a lone jedi master luke and that team was strong enough to pull down both hoda and jedi master luke anyone's wondering though you need more than 15 debuffs on jedi master luke to kill him with a saber throw while in merciless um but by the end, I think I got him up to 21 dots, and then that finally finally took him out. So I uh, I had to work for this championship. But then he came, went and attacked me, and he lost seven times to my defenses and didn't full clear me because he couldn't beat my Ray at all. I mean, he didn't even take health off of my Ray uh, team. So, um, you know, I was very happy with that result. It was it was a difficult week of Grand Arena. And so if it felt good to get a tough win to win it, uh, that was my week. <laughs> How did your weekend? You know, I, I loved my week so much. Um, so my, my opponent had, has okay lifetime banners, not nothing too crazy though. And um, Looking at their like researching them, they they usually placed a, a pretty decent tough defense in three v three, and 
you know, and in 5v5, uh, you know, and they had all three Galactic Legends that I had, no Sith Eternal Emperor, but the other three. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a good match. Um, I had been practicing my Ray mirror match and I was, I was assuming like they always place Ray on defense. And so um, had Ray ready. I had my Jedi Master Luke ready. I put Supreme Leader Kylo down uh, just as a just as a nod to my FU defense, because I mean, you gotta you gotta go crazy sometimes, right? You gotta you gotta maintain that. <laughs> and to so, keep the reputation up. Yeah. So I, you know, I I think I think my favorite thing was I placed uh, Luke with um, what was it now? So it's Luke, three PO, and two PO, and that that team is the team is really tough to deal with. If you have Commander Luke, though, it, it's it's like the easiest to deal with. So what I did, I put put my commander or yeah, I put my commander Luke team down um, in the front, hoping that he would use that, uh, hoping that he would use his commander Luke plus Han Chewie on that team, which I, I'm guessing he did because uh, he got really good banners against it. I have a bot that tells me um, how many banners people get for certain the teams, and um, so they beat that team, and then. In the back, I had my resistance heroes with Finn, and he—I'm guessing—he didn't have Commander Luke. I'm, in fact, I'm sure he didn't, or he chose to use him somewhere else because he—he uh, he spent seven fights trying to get through that team. He did get through it eventually. Um, took three to get through my Supreme Leader Kylo, and then he couldn't clear ships. Um, and on on my end, so he did all that actually before I got to attack. So I had the luxury of knowing that all I needed to do was clear three zones, like marginally efficiently, and I would win. Uh, so I went through I, like his front zone, he made, uh, you know, like, I, I don't want to throw him under the bus here. He made kind of a, a blunder here though. So we put Jedi Master Luke up top. And so I'm like, okay, so that's that's a little scary. I, you know, I don't know how to deal with that necessarily, but the, the bottom zone was full of like, okay teams, but nothing crazy. Like teams that I would eventually get through regardless like there none of them were teams that i'm like i might just get blocked here for good and never get to the back zone like they none of them none of those teams had that potential really um so uh got through um relatively easy i tried so i i tried the kira i tried kira han chu with against the uh the resistance hero bros and uh still got 54 because of finn's um overdeveloped sense of uh his overdeveloped desire to live so he instead of instead of like shooting me and trying to stun one of my guys he uh he healed himself which allowed me then to um get all get back to full banners so um yeah kira kira with han and chewie is a really is a pretty cheap counter to them um so then you can use commander luke elsewhere but yeah, so I got to the back zone and he had just placed like some random stuff like gear 12 troopers and like cody lead clone sergeant and i was you know clones i so i just wrecked up the place <laughs> and like it, it was fun i was like oh this is cool i get to use watt with with first order this is fun against night sisters and um you know the the most interesting one after that was jedi master luke mirror match which my was faster and i just destroyed him really hard um yeah because he didn't have good supporting cast i had general skywalker with him because Hey, look! I can afford it because you place troopers in the back, um, and so yeah, I coasted to that win. Very, very efficient. Ironically, 
The only attacks that I failed this whole week were in the uh, give me match because I had asked my opponent to place a couple teams specifically <laughs> so I could test against them. And then those tests didn't work out. And I don't feel ashamed about that as it was like by design. Um, but yeah, so I, I easily could have like just wiped them out and, and failed zero. But um, yeah, the, the only ones I failed were the, the one, the gimme match. So good week for me. Um, honestly, I don't know that it's going to be, it's, it can't be that easy in the coming weeks um, where people are going to stop watching my, um, my channel. <laughs> I'll say this though. The, the, the most awesome part of the whole thing um, of the week for me was that, that live stream uh, where I was doing that. Uh, my alt, I'll talk about how my alt did. Uh, that match was epic on its own, but, um, but beyond that, like I, I had the highest attendance levels on my stream by a huge margin. Like normally I, I'm like, okay, I'm pushing like past 90 usually. I'm, I'm like getting close to there. Never to 100, though, never really that close to 100, you know, like the low 90s sometimes, and usually just 70s and 80s people watching, which I know that people are like scoffing, like some people get like 26k people watching them to play various games, and I'm like, yay, I got 70, but um, the it, it was cool, like I had a couple like well-timed raids, and I got up to like 131 was my peak people watching, and so Man, to, to those of you who were in the stream watching and just hanging out and stuff, and like they gave me a really nice hype train. It was, it was just so cool. Like, my wife was like, "Can you just shut up about it already?" She, she didn't say that. <laughs> Honestly, she didn't. She's she's not like that. But like, I I don't think I could stop talking about it. It was it was just cool. So, good week for me. Good week for you. Um, yep. I still don't necessarily love three v three, but um, I, I'm happy right now. So. Hey, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess right now that's all that matters. So, <laughs> <laughs> so our next segment is um, the podcast questions, I believe. Um, it is. So uh, we have some important ones starting off uh, this segment. All right. <laughs> all right. So first question, like I said, it's an important one. Do pineapples belong on pizza? go <laughs> i've never thought they did i think that they make it soggy and that i know that some people like the sweet and savory i just for me that's not why i want pizza i want something savory and something i don't know i, I don't want fruit on it I, I don't want i don't think like people don't put blueberries on pizza or strawberries or at least not not like actual like not not non-dessert pizzas so for me pineapple on pizza is just kind of an abomination it should be killed with fire is how i think so what what are what's your thoughts i actually very much disagree with you on this one it sounds awful but and pineapple bacon pizza is fantastic uh it's not my favorite pizza by any stretch of the imagination but if somebody else were to get it i would eat it gladly um not gonna order it but it's acceptable okay right. well yeah i'm glad that we don't have a podcast about pizza right <laughs> we could we could I could at least. Um, oh, maybe maybe you could. 
I don't know if I could have it with you though, because I think we just argue all the time. It would be miserable. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about literally the most important question in our life. Wait, whoa, whoa. Chicken parm pizza is the greatest pizza on earth and real Abner Dune, you need to watch what you say. Um, anyway, on to actual wow. SWGOH stuff. Um, do you need Chupio Zeta? I'll, I'll let you answer that first solo because I have a, have a pretty clear answer to it, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say before, before I taint your, um, your answer. Just curious. So I gave Chupio his Zeta immediately. I do not regret it. Need is such, such a strong word. Um, I'm going to say you don't need it, but there are going to be certain comps in places where you would want to have it or it becomes extremely useful. Um, but need is, it's not the first Zeta I'm going to tell people to apply on that team. It's not the first Zeta I'm going to tell people to apply, period. I think it's more of a luxury depending on how how you use it. Um but anyway, so go and crush my dreams. I know you're going to say that it's necessary. Uh, I, I won't say it's necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, so so people, I, I actually like your answer a lot. Um, it, it's pretty well aligned with what I'm what I'm going to say. So uh, that that Zeta, it, it's been construed like people translate it as, and, and for those of you who don't know it off the top of their head, what it is is um, it gives he he has an AOE and. Um, every time someone dies, it adds a count to how many times he hits everyone with his AOE. So if if one person dies, then um, then he, he hits everyone twice. If if some if two people die, then uh, he hits everyone three times, all the way up to cap to be five. And um, so so it's kind of been construed as like, well, people don't die that much in PvP. Like, you know, when someone dies, it's a pretty catastrophic event. And then you're only just doing a, a pretty weak AOE uh, and doing two hits on everyone. Like who, who cares kind of. So everyone's been translating that as therefore it's a PvE ability and that's it. Cause then, you know, you, in territory wars, you can, or territory battles, you have different, you know, well, you have all these waves. And once you clear one of the waves, then he's doing his AOE consistently getting five hits on everyone. It's cool. Um, and, and I won't deny that it's cool, but uh, that's a little, little bit short-sighted in, in a lot of ways. Like the, the thing that I really like about him is he, he opens the door to be able to just absolutely school uh, for Commander Luke <clears throat> in 5v5 to be able to just absolutely school the Supreme Leader Kylo zombie cheese team. Because yeah. what, what, what ends up happening is you... Um, if you're able to, you have to you have to have the right mods and everything. But like what you do, you you can go in and kill old Daka, and then Zombie will kill uh, it herself uh, for old Daka. Then you kill old Daka again, and uh, Zombie kills herself again. So you've killed four. So now you're you're at the maximum number, and then Chupio just goes and just mows the entire team down in one burst of awesome. <laughs> like just kills everyone yeah. with one AOE and they're all just dead. And you're just like, I feel like I'm a God or something. I'm not actually, I realize <laughs> I'm not, but I feel like it. So 
it's a really cool thing. I've, I've pulled it off a couple times practicing. Um, I just, I haven't taken the time to specifically mod. You have to, you have to have a pretty good um, set of mods on them. So I'll get there, yeah. but it's a, I, I love, I love that he adds that kind of utility and, uh, you know, being able to do that, uh, you know, there are other applications for it as well in PVP. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a really cool thing. Right. I, I think it's a good one. I just don't think it's needed uh, in, in the strictest term of quote unquote need. Uh, but I, I will say watching the Chupio mow down that Daka cheese team is quite fun at the same time. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, it's, it's, it's like this abomination that needs to be killed by fire and and Chupio just comes in with his flamethrower. He's like, I got this. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. So next question. We, we actually only have four questions today. Um, current trend of tunes is stat sharing on uniques like Chupio, Mon Mothma, Queel. Uh, do you think or do you like this as a way to make the lower star gear tunes more viable? And does that make it them OP at relic levels? Uh, I think it's fine, honestly, if they, they balance it well. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I love the, I love Mon Mothma as a character. Like I haven't used her a whole lot. I love the idea that she, she can make some of these characters, uh, useful again, that are just not, not that useful currently. Like I keep waiting for them to come out with a Jedi lead character. Everyone's saying like, you know, a mace, like a general mace or whatever, Jedi Master Mace Windu, um, that, that makes all, a lot of the Galactic Republic um, Jedi actually usable. Because uh, the <laughs> fact is, like, CG doesn't like to rework kits, they, at least not lately. They haven't been doing that at all, really. Like, not not hardly at all. Like, they, we had a couple tweaks. To, I guess they were pretty big changes for, for the veterans. Um, and then have they changed anything other than like they nerfed uh scarifable pathfinder a little and then i can't think of another one that they have actually just like reworked in any way at all since the veterans um vader oh sure sure okay so that that's a huge one yeah so absolutely <laughs> vader um yep 100 so can't believe i forgot that but Beyond that, like they, they just don't generally do it. And like anyone who thinks that Kit Fisto is getting a rework, like he should, and maybe he will, but like, I, I wouldn't bet on it, but maybe they'll make a character that actually makes him good. Um, and Mon Mothma kind of does that. Like, uh, so having all that stat sharing, I think it's good. And they, they really limited it to the right kind of characters that won't break the game. So I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, I... In terms of the OP, nobody that they've put out right now has seemed OP. Um, Chupio is probably the closest of those examples that you could call OP. Um, just because, like you said, you can mow down an entire Supreme Leader Kylo Chia's team. But that's more of the Zeta than the stat sharing. I would actually say it makes them kind of OP at gear 11 as, or gear eight or 10. Like when Motham Mothma first came out, I said, my first impression of her was, man, if you can have Mon Mothma 
double zated in like division four where you're still facing gear eight teams and Mon Mothma is there stat sharing with Chupio on the team. Who's also stat share. Like that would just be a vicious team at the lower gear levels where you have to try and counter it with gear eight. I think once you start getting to like relic level five, kind of every team can kind of take out every other team other than galactic legends. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I think it's I think it's cool. Then there's nothing been overpowered about it. I I am very intrigued by the idea of Mon Mothma uh, being able to take down Ray teams in five v five. That is that is quite quite uh, quite fun, potentially. Potentially fun. I I don't know how consistent it is. I. A few of the videos I've seen, it's like, I don't know. A couple yeah. that I've seen have been by people who like to cherry pick things and that I respect like almost zero, like approaching <laughs> zero. And so um, that, that really tarnishes my opinion of its viability. It, it might, might be good, but you know, I, I saw it happen consistently on that video, but can it actually happen all the time? We'll see. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And Clash has opinions on that. <laughs> oh, Clash does not give his stamp of approval. Interesting. He does not. Um, and and that's why I don't trust certain other content creators. Right. So But we which, do which to be clear, I trust Clash. Right. We do trust Clash. When tr uh all right so on to the final question and this is actually sort of a modding question that i think is perfect for you uh so we'll let you answer it first um <clears throat> now that more and more people are using teams like night sister and bounty hunters for offense in 5v5 how should we mod them differently if you should mod them differently for defense you always wanted bosk and spirit to be blazing fast um and I'd like to start using those faster mods for other teams. Can you change that when you're using these teams on offense? Um, so, so bounty hunters use more than ever. I feel like bounty hunters want to be fast because um, like you, you have all these different options that open for them once they get fast enough. Like if you have aura sing lead, she doesn't add any speed to them, but if your whole team can go first, like you can just get a kill off with Mando, like right away. Yeah, like, and you know, just like I, I've seen some really cool videos, which it's just not that plausible, frankly, um, for, for consistent play. But like, if you can get your whole team, uh, bounty hunter team under aura lead um, faster than a whole, like than Padme, then you can just kill Padme before the other team goes with the Mando execute. So like you, you know, and more, more likely like what, what I've been doing and I haven't gotten it super consistent yet because I haven't been spending resources, but um, you can do that against Geos too. You can, if, if you can just snipe the Geo Brood Alpha before anyone gets to go, then you're good. Like maybe they steal some banners still and maybe Spy still one shots someone for lulls, but like otherwise, like it's it's over at that point that the win condition has been met if you kill geo brood alpha then you kill the rest of the team relatively easily um and so 
I don't know. I, I think speed is still great on Bosk, uh, frankly. I think depending on what you're trying to kill with them, like the thing is if, if you're not putting bounty hunters on defense, which I, I've always kind of cringed at doing that anyways, then what are you using them to tackle? Like they're without a ton of speed, I don't know that they tackle anything other than like the random Darth, Revan, um, Malak combo that doesn't have Bastila on it, that people, you know, like the skeleton Darth Revan squad. So I don't see, I don't see how, how like you just want speed on bounty hunters. Nice sisters, I, my, my spirit has always had a crit damage set, uh, you know, a, a pretty good speed one, but nice sisters don't need a ton of speed. Like it's nice to have a good starting, uh, you know, build to be able to start with a lot of speed. But like they gain so much turn meter from all the different damages that you do and all the different abilities that they have that in my opinion, you don't you don't need a ton of speed anyways. You always you've always benefited from having them decked out for damage, in in my opinion. What what about you, Solo? Uh yeah, I, I basically agree with everything you just said. Um and I guess it depends on how you're using your night sisters. Like if for some reason you need spirit to go out there and get a stun quickly, maybe you want speed. But for how most people are using Night Sisters on offense, I don't, I don't think she needs crazy speed. Um, you know, I use Night Sisters on Geos or on Newt teams every once in a while, and for those teams, you frankly don't need that much speed because. Even if, like, say you use him on a Newt team and Dooku hides everybody and Droidica does his roll-up, well, it's kind of nice for Asajj to <laughs> go after all of that because Asajj is just going to dispel everything with your opening turn and kind of reset the board. So um, I'd rather Spirit hits really hard and have good speed. Like, when we say they don't need speed, we don't mean... mean a spirit that is like plus 65, you know, she still wants good speed, but not, doesn't need a speed set that's blazing. Right. I, you know, and, and here's the other piece of it is if it's not a premier team, then probably take those fast mods off anyways. Like, like my boss is fast, but he's not that fast. He doesn't warrant my best speed set. Right. Like if, exactly. if he, if, if that team was needed for a vital counter to be able to take something down that I normally can't do, except I, unless I'm using a specialized team, then I give them my best mods as good as they need. And at least if, if you're just using Bosk to kill geos and you just have, they just happen to be outsped by your, by your aura team, like you probably have another counter if you've, if you've, <laughs> you know, like, been playing it well and like actually have developed a good roster like you probably have more options than just bosk and aura and like pray that you're faster so you know give them good mods don't give them amazing mods right yeah yeah and I, that's advice for every team of if it's a b team they probably shouldn't have your a mods that's um all right so that was the podcast questions. You promised everyone that you would talk about your alt. Uh, and oh, the, the tricky round you had. So how'd your alt do this past week? 
so uh, my alt is in division two, uh, 4.2 million now. So we're marching pretty close to division one, actually. Uh, no Galactic Legends, though, no Malak even. Um, and I, I think the today someone, I actually had two people message me today and say that they were emotionally invested in my uh, alt's win streak. <laughs> I was like, I have the power to crush you. No, <laughs> but, no, I totally don't want to do that. But um, uh, so my alt is is one what? Um, let's see, it was at eighty three at the end of last season. So um, you know, uh, going into the final, so I won my first two matches pretty pretty easily. Like three v three for that account is even grosser usually uh, than. Uh, then in 5v5, just because that, that account has been developed in a way that I have an extremely deep, deep, deep roster that's really effective. Um, but I don't have a ton of like relics and or, you know, I even have decent gear levels on them. I just have it all, all my powers dispersed. And so, and, and so my, uh, so it, going into the final match, I, I don't really scout with my alt ever. I, I've started just looking at what the match is just to see like if they have like a galactic legend, not that I expect to find one, um, but if they did, that's something I'd want to know, you know? So I, I kind of look at what they have. I don't really look deeply at what they, you know, I, I can't scout. I, I just can't spend an hour scouting my alt. So so I, you know, I looked, I was like, okay, looks looks okay, he is okay lifetime banners i'm not going to change anything though and because i'm lazy and so i went in and you know I, I had a lot of trouble with his teams he clearly knew what he was doing with his teams um faced a lot of tough stuff i actually failed two attacks which is just kind of rare for that account i don't usually don't fail any and um he, it turns out he had both galactic or he had both get2 ships uh which is like the first time i've ever encountered that with my alt um he, yeah, so I eventually cleared. It was it was a very challenging clear though. I, I failed, like I said, I failed a couple times. I had to do some weird stuff like machine gun Leia, saw some play, which is, you know that I'm, I'm digging deep if I'm using some machine gun Leia. <laughs> and, um, and, and so I got to the ships and uh, they had malevolence there. And I'm like, I don't have a great counter to malevolence. I have to use a mirror match for that. And I don't know anything about that mirror match. So I, I jumped in, used like, used my gear one or level one gauntlet. Like it was unlocked, four stars, that's it. But it still has the dispel ability. So it came in, dispelled some, um, dispelled some buzz droids. It, it, was, it was very interesting. I, I didn't get great banners, but I won and then and then he had an empire fleet and all I had was rebels and he had a six star tie bomber. And I was like, I'm gonna just lose because like rebels do so poorly against the bomber. The bomber is like the, the most natural, amazing counter to that team ever. Um, and I managed to gun it down right before I just got completely destroyed. And so naturally I didn't get completely destroyed and I won instead and I was like, man, that was close. So, okay, so he probably can't clear me. Uh, you know, like he probably can't deal with my negotiator on defense or anything. And then he went in and one shot the negotiator and was one shotting a lot of my teams. <laughs> and then he ran out of steam and couldn't clear Ewoks or Phoenix in the back. So that was funny. Um, and then he couldn't he he couldn't clear my Tarkin fleet, my my Executrix in the back either. Um, because I, I have pretty good I, I have like amazing ships on that on that account actually. And 
So I got the clear, got the win, and I looked back at my opponent, and he'd actually gone undefeated the last season and hadn't lost anything for, like, one and a half seasons. So, like, just, like, out of the blue, just beat this guy who, you know, has an amazing win streak of his own. So I uh, kind of just blundered my way through that, and glad I got the wins. It was uh, – <laughs> I had so many people message me to ask how I did on my alt. I'm like, wait, you don't care about my main? But <laughs> but I guess they knew the results from the stream. So anyways, it was a – it's quite the harrowing experience. I was I was very impressed. You guys, I'm, I'm putting out the video tonight if you guys want to watch it. Um, it's, it's, I, I won't say it's compelling because that sounds really um, grand of me, but I, I think I think it's pretty interesting. So that was my my week with my alt. Um, and actually, so besides, so between the two accounts, I got full cleared one time. And that was only because the middle one was against the, the person who we were, the intent was to full clear each other. So um, pretty good week for me. Um, six out of six wins and five out of five, basically, uh, of those times I didn't get full cleared. So, all right, I just talked a whole long time. So how was your <laughs> alt? How did you do it with your alt? Uh, I actually, so I went two and one with my alt. It, I lost the first match. This week, I went up against a guy with 480k lifetime banners in the first match. Um, and it, it was honestly just a case of we just got back into 3v3. I only have one Galactic Legend. I wasn't sure how hard of a defense I should set. It ended up being not, not strong enough. I one-shot full-cleared his board. He one-shot full-cleared my board. Um, he just got more banners. So I took that, and then the following the following match, I was up against somebody with 200K lifetime banners, so barely participates. I honestly thought it was going to be an auto set. Um, and so I put all of my B teams on defense. Like I, I would never cheese the defense. And even if you cheese the defense too badly, even without their top teams, because of an auto set, they can still clear a bunch of your zone. So I made sure to put some decent teams, but I kept enough on, I kept all my meta teams on offense thinking it was going to be an auto deploy. It wasn't, but I had, I mean, I had all my meta teams on offense, so I just kind of walked through the defense without any problems. My opponent ended up just not attacking, uh, which I can appreciate. Set defenses, uh, let me clear your defenses, and then just don't attack, and I'll gladly take an easy win. That led to the final match. So I had two people coming into the week with over 490K lifetime banners, um, and then I also had the one at 480k that I faced the first match. So it was, it was actually a really tough pod. And I, I ended up getting matched against a guy with 495k uh, lifetime banners by that point. He had Kylo. I had Ray. I set my Ray on defense. He did not set his Kylo on defense. I was able to one shot him and he lost to my Ray. So uh, he ended up not being able to full clear. I got the win, 
and was able to, uh, well, cruise to two and one. Uh, that the first round, uh, that was completely on me. You know, I, I should have set a tougher defense. I was just, I was nervous because it was the start of three v three, and we haven't played it in a while, and so. I went too conservative and it cost me, unfortunately. I hear you, man. I mean, so it's a similar concept though of, you know, you want, if you want to make Kyber uh, or if you want to graduate college, uh, C's get degrees. <laughs> That's right. I mean, I went two and one and then I corrected the mistake immediately afterwards. That That's kind of the key. You, you make a mistake, you know, it's a mistake. Do you, learn from said mistake and I, I did my defenses got tougher in that final round uh for that reason so hopefully going forward it did kill i think it was on a 15 match winning streak because my alt was completely perfect last round or last season so it did kill that in the very first match of this season which is disappointing <laughs> but you know uh oh well yeah, it was like it was like three v three was Gandalf. <laughs> it was like you shall not pass. <laughs> and I did like, not. <laughs> your alt is like, damn it all. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh well, I, I should make Kyber on that account, no problem this time, and hopefully I go three zero next week. Uh, the one, the one good thing about losing your first matches, you. Can't can't even if you want to get into chromium <laughs> in the first week so i didn't have to worry about that i could do some feats and not have to worry about my point level because i had a loss <laughs> that's fair yeah <laughs> all right so all right let's see so we we always uh we're always upgrading our roster trying to get an edge trying to be able to kick the hell out of our opponents. Um, and so, Solo, what, what kind of things are you doing to your roster to ensure said hell kicking uh, ensues? I am being boring. That's what I'm doing. Um, I am now, what, four characters away from um, Galactic Legend Palp? Let me see. It basically, I'm basically three and a half characters away from Galactic Legend Palp at this point because Sidious has four of his Gear 12 pieces. Um, I got Krennic to G13 this week. I'm triple refreshing the Cantina to get the uh, Relic uh, signal data material that I need. That's, that's basically it. Krennic to G13 and Sidious got four pieces added to him. That's, you know, not that exciting. What about you? What did you do this week? Um, so, yeah, boring. So I, I have, I don't remember if I said it last week or not. Um, I have decided to just take the plunge. Um, I'm, I'm going full on for Sith Eternal Emperor first. Going to get him done and ready and whatever, because I just, I'm tired, like the, he's one buff away from me being really regretful to not have him like right now from what everyone's saying he's not like this amazing amazing character though i, I have seen a lot of posts of him having like eight or nine defends on in grand arena so he, like he's still good he's still a galactic legend for god's sake but like if they do choose to buff him 
like he's gonna be must have he's already kind of must have but like i i have decided to just go full out fall out trying to get him ready so that being said <clears throat> i i'm only what three or four i guess i can look here let me let me just look at my roster real quick and see it my favorite so i have Okay, I have five characters that need uh, to get to gear 13. Actually, two of those need to get gear 12 first. Uh, Piet is at, oh, I thought I was a little closer. He's at 50 out of 100. Um, and then, uh, so so he's, he's getting closer, obviously. Um, but then we have, I have Krennic, who I could place two of his remaining three pieces. Yeah, I'm really close, so. I just need Krennic, Maul, Sidious, and then Royal Guard is one piece away from gear 12. And then, yeah, so I'm, I'm boring. I did get what, like Veers and someone else up to gear 13 recently. So I'm, uh, I'm making good progress. I'm actually pretty close on most of the gear 13, or gear 12 pieces. Um, so now really the, the biggest hustle for me is trying to get uh, signal data from the Cantina. So um, pretty boring stuff. The I hate that the only character that I'm really interested in at all that's currently on my favorites list is Piet. So there's that, but I'm also interested in having Sith Eternal Emperor and that's it. Uh, yeah. Boring, hashtag yep. boring. <laughs> 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 I just made myself sad, so. Uh, yes. All right, well, that's, I mean, that's basically it for the week. We did it. We did it, folks. We did it, all right, um, goodbye. <laughs> no. All right. Seriously. <laughs> so real quickly, let we'll pimp our own stuff here. Um, down below in whether you're on Twitch or you are listening to the podcast version of this, you will find a couple links. One of them is going to be for our Discord. We did kind of talk about the Discord earlier. It's a Grand Arena focused Discord. It's up around it's up around 1800 people now so there's a lot of people there there's it's fairly busy discord server i feel like you know way too many notifications because certain people just don't follow the 50 percent rule enough <laughs> uh, we have a link certain people ver derp number two in chat right now um we have our counter sheet which goes, especially for 3v3, there's a lot of comps that you don't normally see. We are both uploading our videos to YouTube. What we're doing then is we have a Google document and it has a list of the 3v3 team or the three-man team that we faced as a list of the uh, team that we used to beat it. And then most importantly is a timestamped link to the right that shows you the actual counter a lot of counters, um, you know, the way you take your turns is more important than the characters you use. You will get to see that if you actually watch the video. And since they're time stamped, you don't have to waste your time. If you're looking for a quick counter, you can just kind of jump to it and be there. It is very useful to have. Uh, and these videos are on YouTube. You can find both of us on YouTube. I am solobase15, S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Zareth on YouTube is just Zareth. That's X-A-E-R-E-T-H. We're both on Twitch. Um, again, I'm solobase15. 
and Zareth is actually Zareth Prevails because some filthy casual stole his normal name. And so it's X-A-E-R-E-T-H underscore P-R-E-V-A-I-L-S. We both, um, you know, we stream our GACs on Twitch. So if you want to watch the GACs, if you want to ask why, jump in the chat, ask why we're doing something, we'd love to have you there. You know, part of the fun part of doing all this is interacting with the community while we're streaming. So come and join us on Twitch. Otherwise, uh, this is the Gambit Podcast Twitch page that you're watching us on. If you're listening to the podcast, come follow us. It's just Gambit Podcast on Twitch. Uh, We do Friday night streams on this one. And in fact, this week we have Calvin Awesome who... If you listen to the podcast a couple weeks ago, he will be joining us on Friday to do his GAC battles. He is the grandmaster of Division Two right now. I mean, this guy finishes top 10 like it's his job. It's fantastic. He will be there to play with us. Then we have a great lineup, which is on the screen for all you Twitch viewers uh, for the rest of the month. And with that said, I think I think it's time to, to go, Zareth. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, people in the chat saying I'm the ladies man of <laughs> of Swaga, of YouTube. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far as to say YouTube. I wouldn't even say Galaxy of Heroes, but it's a <laughs> so it's a whole funny thing that we were talking about in my stream the other night. But yeah, um, I wouldn't make that claim regardless. So, <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, that's why you get people to make it for you, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we have a chat. Um, that being said, let's let's flee before they actually say something uh, averse to that. Truthful? So. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, Very thank good. you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a fun week. We will see you again on Friday with Calvin Awesome. Um, with that said, you know, always well, remember, evil sucks. And don't be a dick. <laughs> have a good have, week, guys. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>